720 WGN on the road with Dane. Uh, live here in the Skyline studio high atop Chicago. And a few minutes here before we get into uh, our 3 o'clock hour and some of the exciting things happening. We're going to have Mario Andretti on. We're going to have Wayne Randazzo on. We're going to talk to a bunch of people. But uh, on the line with us now is a person that has, when it comes to traveling the world in uh, in the efforts carrying the torch for great wine, great experiences uh, for Cooper's Hawk that has gone from a, a few locations, Illinois routes, to around the world, 500,000 plus uh, in the wine club. She is the vice president of wine and beverage experience, a master sommelier, and one of the leading personalities and voices in wine. Emily Wine, welcome to WGN. Well, thank you very much. So, Emily, this is it. You're all over the country here. It's great to have you back in uh, in the hometown, at least our hometown, and, of course, the home state for Cooper's Hawk, where it all started with really one of, as a part of so many exciting moments, one of the most exciting ones, as you guys are about to, later tonight, cut the ribbon on the first ever location here in Chicago, the biggest, the world of wine. Absolutely. We are so thrilled. Uh, this is a really special Cooper's Hawk, very different from any of the other 40 locations that we've opened. Um, and I'm just very thrilled to be a part of it tonight. You know, and coming up for the general public, it is going to be uh, Monday. For now, everybody's going to get a chance. There's some of those people that have been integral into forming it and shaping it and on the community and the and the local leader level get a chance to check it out. But in the minute or so that we have left, or a couple minutes, talk about what makes it different. For those Cooper's Hawk fans that are listening to us, what is going to make this a destination not only for them but people around the world well you know this is a cooper's hawk that feels like many of our restaurants it has all of the same menu items but there's some special things in particular this restaurant is really a tribute to the world of wine so we at cooper's hawk love to make wine approachable and fun and accessible and uh, there's like there are, there's no wine that we're not happy to serve you and we have an incredible collection of wines at this restaurant uh, over 1,500 selections and an opportunity to really dive into the world of wine and, and experience it through the lens of what we do at Cooper's Hawk, which is making wine fun. Yeah, making wine fun and a little bit about your selection as well. Of course, those great collaborations, John Legend, one of the recent ones. And then, of course, you have your own, uh, your own collaboration as well that has been very popular. I'm sure it will be served tonight. Yes, we'll be pouring lots of Camille Brave, my wine, uh, tonight at our at our uh, celebration, along with many other great Cooper's Hawk wines. We're going to have uh, links up at WGNRadio.com. Look forward to seeing you guys here and in the studio. I think we'll have you in on Monday, and I uh, hope to see you guys later tonight. Congratulations to you, Tim, the team, and everybody who loves wine. Thanks, Emily. Cheers. All right, we are going to, when we get to news in about 30 seconds, when we come back, it is the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame Gala, and one of our, our guys, one of the you know icons in the sport of racing is being honored with the first ever uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. We'll talk with him, plus the voice of the Mets. Uh, Wayne Randazzo will be joining us uh, as well to talk a little bit about that. Alexis DeJoria, NHRA star, is also going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. Plus your calls, 312-981-7200. So we're going to take a break now for news. I'm pretty sure, right? We're going to do that. We'll be back after this on the road. 720 WGN. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Hi, this is Wayne Randazzo from the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. 720 WGN on the road with Dane live here, high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio, and on the line with us now on an occasion that allows us to embrace our great Italian American community here 
in Chicago and recognize one of the great personalities. Well, a lot of great personalities, but one of the great personalities in particular of racing and also is so closely tied to his Italian heritage as well. Mario Andretti getting the Lifetime Achievement Award from the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. Alexis DeGioia also going in another racing person, so Racing Central. So we'll switch from racing to baseball as we talk to one of the voices of the New York Mets and a guy behind so much of everything that happens there at the Hall of Fame. Wayne Randazzo, welcome to WGN. Hi, Dane. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to it's great to have you in. And whenever you can kind of be this beacon, this kind of like a bat signal for really cool stuff, we're excited to talk about it. The Hall of Fame, I'm familiar with it. You know, it's been around in Chicago for a long time. George Randazzo was the founder of it and uh, and been a part of so much of the excitement that's happened here. But this is really big because the event that's happening tonight in Rosemont, the gala there, recognizing great excellence and great personalities, great Italian American heritage, but um, but Mario Andretti, right? The first Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, you're kind of doubling back in, in some ways to the great history of the Hall of Fame. And, and Mario Andretti was really one of the first inductees when it opened up to become a sports Hall of Fame. When George started it, it was just a boxing Hall of Fame uh, to honor all of his boxing heroes when he was a kid. Guys like Rocky Marciano, and Rocky Graziano, and Willie Pep, and all these great Italian-American boxers of the past. And then Joe DiMaggio became the first uh, all-sports inductee, and, and soon after that, Mario Andretti was inducted. And he stayed close to the Hall of Fame uh, when they had the building on Taylor Street. You know, his one of his race cars hung uh, from the ceiling inside the yeah. exhibits. And uh, you know, Mario's been uh, somebody. You know, Michael too. All you know, really a lot of the Andretti family. <laughs> There's been a few different Andrettis inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But, uh, of course, Mario is the patriarch of all that, and we're excited to give him this Lifetime Achievement Award for everything he's done, not only for his sport, but for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and he is one of those people that kind of really walks that walk, you know, as as proud an American as you can get, an all-American guy, and achieves so much success here in America and around the world, really, on uh, on the racetrack, but also so tied and supportive and a great ambassador for his Italian roots as well. So if you can talk a little bit about it, you brought up George, the founder, and so much success, and, and as kind of the, the world of sports and in, in an Italian sense is kind of converging on Chicago. Chicago. Give a little brief history for the listeners not aware of what we have here in Chicago with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a really neat place. You know, George started this in 1977, and uh, you know, he passed away, sadly, in July. This is actually the first induction ceremony we've done without him. So it'll be a little bit of a different atmosphere, and you know, we'll certainly miss George a lot. This is his baby. This was his passion, and he turned it into a passion for a lot of people, you know, me included. He, uh, you know, someone who's uh, much younger and, and, and was just coming up in the sports world. You know, this was something that was exciting to me because of all the memorabilia that he had. You know, yeah. He had Rocky Marciano's championship belt. He had all of the medals that Matt Biondi won in the Olympics many years ago. He got all this stuff from Brian Boitano and Joe Montana and Mike Piazza and all these different sports figures that have passed through. I remember when the when the exhibits were up that, he had a robe from the macho man Randy Savage that seemed to get a lot of gawkers. You know, it was really multifaceted, and, and it wasn't just baseball, football, basketball. It was it was all kinds of different sports. We have a fencer in the Hall of Fame. What? Um, you know, there's there's so many different types of people that are in, and I, I think that's what makes it so special is that you know there wasn't any limits 
as far as men, women, extreme sports, sports you've never heard of, sports that maybe have gone out of style. Um, you know, those those people are all involved in the, in the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. It's a great place. When you get the next incarnation on the physical brick-and-mortar side of it, those wings, the sports you've never heard of and the sports that are out of style, those will be smaller wings, I'm sure. How Because it's been such a great kind of beacon, and, and you have drawn not only, of course, you know, personalities like Mario, who's as big as they get, but Joe DiMaggio came out you know, for his induction as well. And like, talk a little bit about that. It, was it the kind of thing where it started with boxing and then other people came out of the woodwork? Was it fans that said, hey, you need to recognize this person or that sport, or did the um, did those sports icons themselves say, "Hey, let's get in on this"? Well, I think it, at some point George realized there was kind of a, a limit to just honoring boxers. That you know, really, it, it should be everybody. And there were so many people to choose from that at the time he had a lot of support in the community. You know, he was working initially started working out of an office in Elwood Park to have this thing rolling, and then they got the building in Arlington Heights which was up for a long time before they moved it down to Taylor Street. But, you know, essentially, there were only so many boxers of Italian-American heritage that that they could have honored. And after the first couple of years, it was a big success. They got a lot of involvement. And then as it expanded after that, you know, it was just this this cornucopia of of athletes that they could honor. So, um, you know, it was really just across the board. There was so much interest in it from the community, from the athletes themselves, there was such a rich history, and so many people wanted to honor their heritage that there was you know eight to ten people going in every year at the very beginning. Jimmy Carter, while he was actually sitting as U.S. president, came to one of the events, I believe, what? around 1979 or 1980. So there, at the very beginning, there was just so much interest in it, and you know these guys who were of, of the previous generations were so excited to honor their heritage. You know, some of them were, of course, first-generation Italian-Americans. Not too many of those left at this point. But, you know, some of those guys were, were of the first generation even come here from, from Italy. So, you know, it was, it, was, it was a really fun thing at that time. And as it has expanded, you know, Georgia had done a lot for, for scholarships, for disabled athletes, for, for people that, you know, needed help in the communities. You know, he was always thinking about outreach. And, you know, they've, they've awarded so much money in scholarships over the years. Uh, you know, Susan Notarangelo was, was extremely important as far as getting all that together. And, you know, there's, there's just been so many different ways that the Hall of Fame has survived and thrived over the years. Is it the kind of thing that people do because... I think Italian Americans are so prominent and, and so successful in kind of all walks of, of sports that people are like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or is it, are some people kind of surprised about it? And maybe are some inductees sort of like Randy Macho Man Savage based on his vocation? I'm not sure that Savage is his real surname, <laughs> surname, but I wasn't aware. And, uh, and then Jimmy Carter to have him recognize it. Is he secretly Italian? Do we know that, Wayne? <laughs> no, he, he's, I've been some non Italians that were heavily involved. So Jack Burkhouse used to be heavily involved yeah uh, he actually emceed some of the dinners uh over the years too he was you know, of course the did everything in chicago sports broadcasting so why wouldn't he do that you know randy savage was born Randy Popo in downers grove actually he was, nice. he was from the chicago area so you know there were there were a lot of people that got involved not even because of of being italian just because the, of how passionate george was about the project yeah do something within the community so you know, all the inductees are still Italian. There, you know, there are some people that are in 
or that have been honored. Uh, John Smoltz is in. He's not exactly a guy who has an Italian last name, but his mom is Italian. Paul Canerco has been honored in the past, another guy without an Italian last name, but uh, who's got an Italian mother. So, um, you know, there's some people in it that may not sound like they have Italian names, but but are, and, uh, you know, continues to uh, be a, a great event. This will be a great event tonight. As you guys and, and, of course, the board of directors and kind of that nominating committee decide who to who to bring in in the beginning, as you mentioned, you know, there were so many people who deserved that recognition that there were a lot of people in there. And then I think now probably you're looking for ways to, to kind of share, broaden, diversify, and kind of showcase kind of the range of people of Italian-American descent that have achieved in sports. And so a Alexis DeJoria, she's another one, just like Mario has been an often time guest on the program. And uh, so and she's, you know, obviously a lady in a sport that is dominated, at least for the most part, drag racing by men. And so what was the thought process of bringing her in? I mean, she's a she's a great example. She's achieved some great things and and in kind of a sport that isn't necessarily thought as a girl sport. Yeah, right. And, you know, I think that's a lot of it, that she's an extremely successful woman in, in a sport that doesn't exactly uh, stick out as being open to, to females being involved. And on top of that, you know, she's won just about every class that she could possibly win. She's won just about every tournament. She, I mean, she's been dominant, uh, on top of the fact that, that she's a, a woman who's accomplished great things. So she was kind of a no brainer when, when, when we looked at it at the end of the day and, and she was interested in coming. And uh, she's a, she's a wonderful fit right up there with, Diana Taurasi and Jennifer Capriotti and, uh, you know, Mary Lou Retton, all the previous women that we've inducted. And last year's inductee, Gina Carano, who was a great MMA fighter. Her father, Glenn Carano, was Roger Staubach's backup quarterback for many years with Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, Gina said last year she would like for her and her dad to be the first father-daughter combination in the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. So her wish was was our command, and and George made it happen, and we got uh, Glenn Carano to be inducted this year. So uh, when Glenn goes in, he and Gina will be the first father-daughter to be put in the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. Wow, the the names are great. The the names are iconic. The stories are endless. So so let's talk a little bit about, for those people going to be there tonight out in Rosemont, they know what they're getting into. We'll have links as well, but for those people, I don't know if it's an, an opportunity to for people last minute to show up. I know you've got to be you know properly attired and all that, but if there's information about that, plus we're going to want to get the website before we let you go as well, but for those people that were familiar with, with the facility on Taylor Street and all the things that it was, you know, a great kind of temple uh, to honor those things with lots to see on the museum side. As you guys trans transition into that next kind of phase for the hall of fame how can people get involved how can they support it how, what can they do yeah i mean definitely uh call the hall of fame 312-226-5566 is the number uh you know ask for shannon or, or ashley who've done a great job putting this dinner together the, the website is n-i-a-s-h-f national italian american sports hall of fame just you know the acronym of that n-i-a-s-h-f dot org and, you know, try to get involved. You know, certainly uh, George was the one who made all the calls and, and tried to get people to come and, and donate and fundraisers and all that. George, you know, he probably made a thousand phone calls a day uh, when he was running it. And, and he, you know, it was really his baby and, and something he was passionate about. So the rest of us are, are trying to uh, fill that void right now and trying to pick up where, where he left off. 
unfortunately it's it's extremely difficult to do uh, nobody knows how he did it but um <laughs> you know even with the dozens of people now trying to take the role that he had yeah. um you know which it's not quite as simple as he made it look but uh you know the italian american sports hall of fame is going to keep going and that's 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 the biggest thing is that we're going to take george's passion and and continue uh, to build on it and and create the legacy that he deserves. Yep, he was he was a, a force of nature, and as much as people can look at it and say, "Hey, it's a no brainer." I mean, it's a testament, I think, to the to to what one person can do when they're passionate about it, committed to it, and out there like George was. And and you guys will pick it up, and I know it'll get exactly where it needs to be. And uh, and he'll be looking down and excited about all that progress and success as the as the hall moves forward. We'll have links up at wgnradio dot com as well. Excited to see everybody that's out there, everybody that's been involved, yourself, of course, and those inductees for this year's Hall of Fame. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks uh, for everything you're doing. Uh, hopefully, the Cubs. I guess we'll come back and um, do better, right? And, then, and they, they, yeah, they, they have uh, they have some work to do. No, no question about it. But I'm sure they're they're thrilled to have David Ross uh, leading the way. And and we'll see. You know, they still got a lot of talent there. They do. But think about this. Now, this is totally you know as an aside. So, David Ross, if you're David Ross, you you have it made, right? You're already a 100 percent positive personality. You could be doing car dealer ads for the rest of your life. But you get in there and you get off to like I don't know, like a two and ten start this next year. It could all go south. You could, yeah. I mean, there's there is that risk, and well, I still think if, you know at the end of the day he'll still be part of that group that won the World Series for them, and he had a big role in it. I don't think it's going to affect too much of that any any more than it, it would as for Bryant to not be the type of player he was when he won the MVP yeah. three years ago. You know, some of those guys just by, by the sheer force of how their careers have gone have not had the same. Uh, lift on you know Dexter Fowler's a cardinal now. There's 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 different things that happen as as the as you move away from 2016. But uh, it's it's still a good group, and they they need to be able to add to it. Certainly, their pitching needs a lot of help. They, they could use uh, a couple of relievers, but you know who can't really? You know, bullpen struggled badly in, in 2019 as it is. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see as that as that window closes. We'll see how it all shakes out. Wayne Randazzo, the uh, one of the voices of the New York Mets, and we'll see you out at the Hall of Fame tonight. Thanks again, and uh, thanks for jumping on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Dave. Hey, this is Alexander Rossi, Indy 500 champion, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. I just want to stay in the sun where I find I know it's hard sometimes. 720 WGN on the road with Dane, live here uh, high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio. First off, as we get into uh, Veterans Day weekend and with the Veterans Day coming up, uh, we want just a big shout out to, to Sean Young and uh, the guys over there at Missing Zero Hundred Hours, all the teams competing, the vets, all the veterans that are out there participating as well, saluting with smoke happening as we speak in Yorkville. They're going to uh, a crown a champion soon if they haven't done it already for that inaugural contest. So, uh, so good work for them as we get um, into Veterans Day and recognizing our men and women in uh, in uniform. And uh, coming up after the news break, we've got another individual that is in a different kind of uniform or has been or. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be wearing a tuxedo tonight. So, uh, so Mario Andretti, uh, normally wearing a Nomex fire suit or whatever they made it out of back in the day and then trans, 
uh, kind of porting into whatever kind of modern day safety equipment. S- such a great career, obviously. He is a guy that has won uh, in Formula One, Formula One championship. He won the Daytona 500 in NASCAR. He won uh, the Indy 500. He has won in every conceivable thing, and that is something that is difficult to do, so difficult that uh, not very many people have done it, but then also as a great ambassador for the for motorsports and racing and all of that kind of stuff. So excited and, and a big congratulations. We're going to get a chance to talk with him after the news, but he is uh, getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. So, Ashley, have you ever, you've received a lot of awards and accolades for someone that's very young. You've won uh, a lot of great, <laughs> you haven't won any, have you won any awards? Yeah, when I was like a kid. All right. Like the most quiet student. Oh, that's good. being like a good student. <laughs> that's totally underrated, right? The most quiet student. I know, right? I don't think, I don't know. I, I, don't, I couldn't even imagine getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, especially. Um, but hey, life is hopefully not over yet. So we'll uh, stay tuned for that. When we come back from the news, we're going to have all that. But uh, after this break, we'll have the news. 720 WGN. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. Still, it's a real good bet. The best is yet to come. 720 WGN on the road with Dane live here high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio. And on the line with us now, we've got possibly the greatest race car driver, the greatest racing personality undeniable in the history of motorsports champion in Formula One, IndyCar Daytona 500 champion Indy 500 champion and soon to be a Chicago resident at least for a few hours, excited to have him, the one and only Mario Andretti, welcome to WGN Thank you, thank you Dave Now over the over the years, just I think is the side effect of all that success is that you have not only the you know championships and accolades and and awards and recognition, but also I'm sure you're a member of multiple halls of fame, and now you have the opportunity to have additional recognition from one of those great halls of fame right here in Chicago, the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame as a, as a lifetime achievement. Having won so many different things, is it exciting to get more awards, especially one that's so close to your heritage? Well, of course. <laughs> of course it's exciting. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the ultimate compliment, actually. Uh, you know, these are the things that uh, you never expect, and, and when they happen, you say, oh, my goodness. Then uh, just when you're inducted in the Hall of Fame, you look at who preceded you and and uh, the roster that that, that is there, I feel, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm alongside this and that and the other. And, you know, especially here, this uh, National Italian Sports Hall of Fame, uh, you know, I have my son and my nephew, John, also in this uh, Hall of Fame. So as a family, uh, are we proud or what? You know, <laughs> you know all these things have uh, great, great meaning for for us, as you could possibly imagine. Well, you think about this, and you know it's one thing to be recognized for success in sports on the track through career and all that kind of stuff, but with the added i don't know weight but but kind of focus on the Italian side of things and you've always been a great ambassador for motorsports we've talked about that a lot, but also very proud of your of your Italian heritage you know as an Italian American and all that so talk a little bit about that because you are in some pretty great company there are so many I think this is another opportunity for people to kind of focus and recognize on on all of the great sports, action, entertainment, and personalities that are Italian-Americans in sports. Yes, Dana, you just said, uh, I think the Italian community has uh, always traditionally been very proud of, uh, of their heritage. Uh, 
Uh, we have Italian-Americans, we have Italian-born, uh, like myself, uh, who uh, have made this the home for uh, you know the, the majority of our lives. And, and uh, of course, we're proud of, um, you know, of our heritage, as you say, but also uh, never to forget, you know, what America has done for us, the opportunities, all of those things. So it's... Um, it's a double situation. I mean, there's pride on both sides, but uh, we never want to forget, you know, where uh, some of the ancestry or, or uh, us as, uh, you know, uh, like myself, uh, you know, Italian-born, you know, just uh, Italy's still, you know, my blood is still there. I always say, you know, when I'm asked a question, you when I'm in Italy, I says, Mario, do you feel American or Italian? I said, well... I said the passport does not change the blood, you know, so uh, I will always be Italian. But I said, uh, but my home is America and uh, and I have a degree of debt, you know, to the, to for this country, you know, and, be, uh, and I know how much uh, this has meant for us and the family. So, um, Dane, uh, I'm, I always say the perfect example of having lived the American dream. Uh, so uh, we celebrate both sides whenever we uh, we're part of these events and uh, uh, among the Italian American community. Now, when you get with other prominent Italian or Italian American sports figures, is there like an additional bond? You think of this, and for the listeners too, and we'll list some of them off. You know, you've got Joe DiMaggio, Rocky Marciano. So, and it, it isn't just you know racing. Obviously, the Andretti family has contributed additional members and uh, and great success on the racing side. But do you guys get together? And because I got to think about it, it is really as as much of a of a great melting pot that American is, you know, Italians have been able to get, whether it's the food, whether it's the music, whether it's the art, the history, the culture, they have been able to be as proud and sharing all of that great stuff, as well as really, you know, being all American. Well, indeed. I mean, when I look at, uh, you know, the roster of inductees, uh, I look at Primo Carnera. Primo Carnera is from the area where I was born. You know, he speaks the same, he spoke the same dialect as I do up in Eastern Peninsula. And so, uh, and then, you know, I'm just looking at my sports bar. You know, I have a glove, you know, the gloves from, you know, from, uh, uh, you know, La Mata. You know, oh, so wow. it, it's, it's, uh, awesome. and actually, uh, he, he signed the glove, he says to Mario, double R. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Good old Jake, you oh. know. <laughs> but it, it's you know it's 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 neat you know it's very neat and um i i met joe dimaggio you know and uh so um again but um to receive the the first uh i think this is uh yeah the first of the lifetime achievement award i mean i, I never thought that i'd get a, a second shot at it here at <laughs> oh <laughs> come on you know here's the thing uh, and for the listeners and, and those who have met you echo this and your family echoes it and all that kind of stuff with all the success i don't know how you stay as humble as you are that you're you're the only person mario that is surprised <laughs> about it when you come to chicago you know not every visit of course is is here to accept an award but you do get to chicago on a, on a regular basis maybe traveling through and you're not that far from pennsylvania what is it is there are certain things you want to share with the listeners that you get to do or enjoy while you are here when you can well you know i actually uh you talk about the relationship with the uh chicago or the proximity of it uh it's uh, i drove for a team that you know the car Haas, you know who yeah. uh has uh has been a citizen of that area for for, and I had known him for about 20 years or better. You know, I drove for him for 12 uh, straight seasons. So 
my visits to Chicago were very, very frequent. And um, I have friends all over, and I could visit Chicago and visit some of the friends like it could be almost a second home. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll adjust the sign out front as you come into town. It's like a home of, at least second home <laughs> of Mario Giordano. Mario, you mentioned, you know, the passport doesn't change the blood. Neither does the badge or the logo on the car. With that new movie coming out, Ford versus Ferrari, for the listeners, letting them know you won your Indy 500 in a Ford. You were just out for the anniversary for Ferrari and, and obviously a great uh, affinity for Ferrari as well. Your thoughts on, on this movie? That is one of the greatest stories in sports, not just motorsports and to have it happen there. Do you have allegiances on either side for this? Are you excited for the movie? Excited, yes, because uh, I uh, I was on both sides of it yeah. uh, at one time or another in my career. I won with both brands. I won even in sports cars, you know, what's actually uh, showcased in a movie with both brands. And, um, and you know, it's amazing, obviously, uh, uh, how grateful I am you know, for uh, the opportunity uh, that I had along the way in my career, I, I think out of uh, 111 wins, 67 of my wins, you know, the way we kind of were with some kind of four power, you know, and uh, and then Ferrari, you know, Ferrari's like in, here again, you know, another home for me right. because of uh, what that meant for me in my career. I won my very first Formula One race with Ferrari. Uh, raced the last race with Ferrari in '82. Uh, I won several sports car races. You know, '72. Uh, you know, we contributed in the Manufacturers Championship with Jackie Eakes in a Ferrari. So again, you know, I was just there over the weekend at, at Coda in Austin, and uh, I spent you know almost the entire weekend right there with the Ferrari team, and, uh, and they treat me like, uh, uh, you know, like, like certainly part of it. Yeah. And uh, so, again, it's a big, happy family, <laughs> and um, and we all, you know, proud of the opportunities that we've had. And uh, any any given time, you know, that's, that's where uh, I feel like part of, uh, you know, several manufacturers along the way, you know, with yeah. a career that, that I've had, uh, lucky, uh, you know, fortunate I've been to being around long enough, so I touch many corners here. So you extend the automotive olive branch between both sides, even though the movie is Ford versus Ferrari. Mario is is <laughs> is a is a, a beloved family member of both as well. Letting the listeners know we're talking with uh, racing legend Mario Andretti, who is coming here to receive the first ever Lifetime Achievement Award for the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. And when it comes to the history and, and the roles that you have played in it, and of course we celebrated. With everybody, uh, last year the 50th anniversary of uh, of the Indy 500 win, and coming on some news that was a surprise to many in the racing community is that you know one of the most iconic sports facilities. You've got Wrigley Field here, you've got Lambeau Field, you've got places around the country, the world, and, and Indianapolis Motor Speedway is right up there. Your thoughts on that? Because I know that it means more than just the facility to the grounds. It's the racing series. W- was it a surprise to you? And what do you think it means? Well, it was not a total surprise because as somewhat of an insider, I knew that uh, uh, with the right uh, individual or right entity coming on, Indianapolis, uh, you know, there was some interest uh, from the family standpoint to, to hand it over to some, some other entity to continue the operation. And uh, this was uh, perfect timing, in my opinion, and uh, going to the perfect entity 
uh, with Roger Penske. We don't have to, um, you know, just uh, talk about, you know, what his credentials are, obviously. But from the standpoint of uh, what he can bring and what it means to him and maintaining the sacrosanct, I think uh, part of what Indy is all about, the the deep tradition and everything else, I mean, it could be a a more perfect marriage. And it seemed like... uh, you know, the family uh, is uh, very emotional, of course, you know, but, uh, you know, the Holman George family is, uh, is very much at peace uh, with this transaction. And uh, and the fact that they, uh, it's not only Indy, but it's the IndyCar series, right. obviously, that right now it's going to have just an extra boost, even though it's, I think, uh, there's a lot of buzz. The series uh, is doing quite well, and, it, and it's... Uh, it's progressive nicely, and and uh, but it needs to regain. I think uh, what it lost, uh, you know, when it was during the glory days, you know, since for some they're familiar since the split, you know, of the '90s. So, but a lot of things um, uh, are in motion the right way, and to yeah. have a steward uh, like uh, the organization, you know, of Roger Penske is is perfect, perfect scenario. I'm. Um, I personally, uh, as an absolute fan there with, <laughs> and with the kids, you know, having uh, a lot of skin in the game, I, yeah. uh, I rejoice uh, with what's happened. Wow. You know, and you, you've echoed the sentiments of so many and you say it's a perfect person, perfect marriage. I really think that it's like the only person that really combined not only that reverence, that history, that connection to, to Indianapolis, but also the, you know, the, the resources, right? The finances and then also the business side and the marketing and, and all the things that, that Roger Penske does and does well, I think he's really the, the only person situated to make this where the, everybody universally is really excited. I wanted to ask you this one last thing. And so Penske also has, obviously, you know, in a bunch of different series and in NASCAR as well, and as a Daytona 500 winner and, and have raced in that series as well, that particular race the indy 500 is is a unique animal and it is amazingly appreciated one of the biggest sporting events in the world but the brickyard 400 has had some challenges whether it's with um with attendance and the you know the appreciation from the fans and it's fallen off a little bit do you think that that penske or roger having his connection obviously with nascar as well can maybe bring that event back to where it was maybe 10 years ago well, you know, obviously, I think it's all, you know, something to look forward in a positive way because uh, just the way he does things, as you said, uh, obviously, uh, he has uh, tremendous involvement in NASCAR as well. He's a participant there and a winner and all of that. And, and uh, you know, having facilities such as Indianapolis, he wants to put it to work. You know, he wants it to work. Uh, you know, nowadays, the rent is pretty high. You know, <laughs> so, uh, you know he's, uh, they're looking at uh, having a lot of activities there, concerts, you know, and on and on and on. You know, just uh, let's use this venerable facility for things that can attract, uh, I think, uh, people from all over the world. And, uh, and of course, your marquee events, uh, you know, he's even talking about having a, a 24-hour sports car race there. Why not? You know, the facility's there. So, um, you know, bring the majors there. And bring back Formula One. You're right, because when you have a facility like that to utilize it in so many ways, I know they had the Rolling Stones there a number of years back. I mean, you can really maximize the potential and give so many people, because undeniably, the first time I remember walking into that place, it is so unlike anything else that is out there in any manner or means of sports. It is, it's breathtaking. And the more ways I think you can get people involved and in there, I think the better. And uh, it's going to be great for the community, great for the Speedway as well. You mentioned the perfect marriage let's say with Penske and, and Indy the perfect marriage perfect person to be the the first ever 
inductee for a Lifetime Achievement Award for the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame is you, Mario, because you, not only on the career and the sports side, it's all there, but also walking the walk as an Italian-American and a proud one as well. So congratulations. I think everybody is going to be excited to see you there tonight in Rosemont. And uh, and thanks so much for everything you're doing. Thanks for jumping on the show today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Dana, and hope to see you. Hey, this is Clip Boyer dropping the number 14 Ford, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN Radio. All right! 720 WGN on the road uh, with Dane live here in the Skyline Studio high atop Chicago. Great to hear uh, from Mario Andretti, and everyone is going to have a great time out there with him celebrating along with the other uh, inductees as well. So thanks to Mario, and also thanks to Wayne Randazzo. Now, Wayne is uh, one of the voices of the New York Mets, and you think, well, what is he doing here? Well, of course, it's the national uh, you know, uh, Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame, so it pulls in people from all over the place, but he's a Chicago person, uh, has Chicago roots, and was the voice of the King County Cougars as well, just like Joe Brand, right? So that's, you get that. now he's the voice of the of the Mets. And I remember, uh, you know, Scott Franski, I used to do some things with him when he was the voice of the Cougars. And then he went on to, to call a, a world series for the Philadelphia Phillies. So a lot of cool stuff. Wanted to also mention, we did earlier, give a shout out to saluting with smoke and the guys out there from uh, mission zero hundred hundred hours, Sean Young, the teams and everything happening out there as well. And the, the holiday stuff, we just read the American sale thing. Do you guys have a regular tree, a real tree, or fake tree? And I know it's a little early for that conversation, but even the conversation is jumping ahead of the Thanksgiving. We have a fake tree that looks very real. But you seem to know. It's not like you're It's being... fake, yeah. You don't, you don't get the smell. You don't get all the perks of having the real the, tree in the house. The potential fire. The whatever. potential fire, yeah. You know, the bugs that could still be on the tree. Has <laughs> <laughs> that ever happened? You don't have to feed the tree with yeah, the special I, stuff. I guess, and the needles don't fall off typically. Right. The uh, So when it comes to holiday stuff and, and gift giving, I did want to mention these are out there as of today. Brian Pollock from uh, Operation Barbecue Relief had mentioned that. Out at Wanamakers in Downers Grove, they have autograph books from Myron Mixon that he had signed uh, for us to support uh, the BBQ Smoke down at Chicagoland Speedway to support Operation Barbecue Relief. They are there. They are at Wanamakers, and you can go ahead and pick them up. And, uh, and $10 from every book. Uh, goes to support OBR. So they're there. You can talk to Steve Cross. He is the manager of that department there, and uh, and he can help you out. And this is a great book. It's got, as Myron would say, everything A to Z that you need to know to make great barbecue. So I think, Ashley, you should probably pick up a couple copies. I need to work on my barbecue. I'm not even kidding. After starting to do this show with you, I'm like, I got to get better at just barbecue in general. Knowing, knowing what's the best barbecue, knowing what's not the best, figuring it out. Well, we know you uh, you just graduated with uh, with dual majors, right? But true. it is never too late or too early to go That's true. to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, the first thing you start is a great textbook. So, I think maybe right. you should you should pick up the books. And it comes to, to school. And earlier in the program, we had mentioned we got a couple texts from it and some calls as well as Ashley. You know, Mario just won a lifetime achievement award, and Ashley had mentioned that she had won quite a student, but it wasn't yeah. exactly because that just seems like an odd award, yeah. you know, unless you're just it's a hiding contest or something. Right. So you were actually what the most? It was the most behaved. It was me and another girl. We were like the most behaved students, and our parents came in for the day. It was like a whole big thing. It was it was it was like a sixth grade award that we got. The most be- nice. most behaved most student. Behaved. What do they give you? For, they give you a medal for that, or is it a large? It was trophy? a plaque. It was like a little plaque certificate thing. I still have it somewhere. 
I gotta find it. Yeah, it's the best thing I've ever wanted to be honest. That's <laughs> not it's true. It's been downhill since then. No, <laughs> you have your whole life ahead of you. You're going to be winning a ton of different things. You just got. Here's what you got to do, and that's what they say: is in order to win and get involved in some things, you just got to get out there. You got to show up. You got to show up, and then and then you got to play. So we've got to get to. Um, we got to take a news break pretty soon, right? I think. All right. Well, I think everybody listened to the show. Thanks to everybody who participated. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. We'll see some of the people out. Congratulations to Cooper Sock. And uh, they're going to be opening up to the public on Monday. So big congratulations to them for World of Wines. We'll see you next time.